Welcome back to Around the Farm. I'm your host, Clint Chaffer, and we're going to be talking about all things ag. Today, we're going to be looking at why some of the most important prescriptions have nothing to do with your pharmacy. With us today is a former seed brand manager and now the global director of product marketing for Climate Field View to discuss some of the things farmers can do to make the most of their seed investments. Rick, welcome to Around the Farm. Hey, Clint, longtime listener, first time caller. Glad to be here. <laughs> well, Rick, uh, how about you uh, introduce yourself to the listeners? I appreciate that. Uh, you said my name's Rick, last name is Myra. Uh, been in uh, been in agriculture, at least in ag business, for you know a little over a decade now. Um, originally from the northeast corner of uh, of Illinois, uh, about an hour south of Chicago, right on the Illinois Indiana border, a little town called Beecher. Uh, great farming community. So I, I really grew up in and around ag. Uh, didn't have the pleasure of growing up on a farm, but was always surrounded by uh, by folks in the industry. And you know, um, as uh, as I moved through my career and through schooling, I've always been an early adopter of of gadgets and gizmos. Uh, um, and uh, really focused on that as I went through school. Uh, I got a background in business and information systems. And as I was looking at my career and, and looking at things that I wanted to do, I, I wanted to find ways to to impact um, impact the world, impact society, and be able to stay in technology. Uh, and agriculture is uh, is a great place to be able to do that. When you think about all the advancements that we've made in ag over the past couple of decades, uh, the amount of technology that's gone into agriculture and, and how that's really transformed the industry. Uh, it's really an exciting industry to be in, and uh, to be able to bring some of my uh, my my love for tech together with uh, with agriculture and uh, and some of where I came from. It's it's a great marriage for me. Uh, I couldn't agree more with uh, with uh, being in an exciting space and uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of new technologies. And we're going to talk about a lot of those new technologies uh, here today. Uh, but first, before I get there, I mean, h- how is it being you know like the only White Sox fan in St. Louis? Like, I mean, is that is that pretty tough? It's not tough because people in St. Louis are unaware that the White Sox are a major league baseball team. You, you got to realize when when you say you're from the Chicagoland area in St. Louis, there's an immediate negative reaction to you because they assume that you're a Cub fan, and there's nothing that the the St. Louis fan dislikes more than a Cub fan. But when you educate them on the fact that there is another major league baseball team in the Chicagoland area, first they're surprised, and then they accept you as one of their own. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Well, hey, let's talk about, uh, you know, looking at getting into the planting season. And, uh, and before on a previous episode, we, uh, we had a discussion with a, with a previous seed dealer. Uh, and we really talked about a lot of the logistics, right, of actually ordering seed, taking in that seed, and, and really ultimately delivering that to the farmer. Um, I'd like to, you know, have a discussion with you about what is a farmer actually going to do with that seed and what kind of technologies can they end up using uh, to, to really get the most productive uh, outcome that, that they can end up getting. As far as for some of those, those technologies, what are, what are you working on uh, within FieldView? You know, there's there's a lot of planning that goes into to getting seeding right, right? To starting the season off and uh, getting off on the right foot, and it's it's often funny. I, I love this time of the year when we when we start to get into planning mode. But it's still frozen outside. Everything is freezing out there. I think it's like zero degrees out there today. But our mindset's starting to shift, right? In the next 30, 45 days, the industry is going to pick up. Folks are going to be rolling planters out in the fields. We're going to be getting ready, and we're going to be rolling. And and as you think about some of the changes that we've made just over the past two decades, right, um, think about all the technology that farmers have to get ready now. 
Uh, it's not just, you know, go, go hook up and, and run. It's I've got to go and check and make sure that, uh, that all my technology on the planter is, is up and running. I got to do a system check on the, the software that's running on the, the monitor, maybe two that are in the cab right now. And, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of preparation and you start to think about the investment that folks are making in seed and, and one of the best ways that they can optimize, uh, and really maximize their performance with seed is to think about how they place that seed in the field, right? Uh, it comes down to getting a good placement, uh, having the appropriate spacing, and having the right density of seeds as you as you plant that in the field, appropriate to to the specific hybrid. Um, and one of the things we're we're excited about is is more people are are paying attention to that. As more people are looking for ways to maximize their productivity, uh, you see more and more folks looking into things like variable rate scripts um, and services that provide variable rate scripts that can ultimately help them to maximize the productivity of a product uh, that they purchase by getting the right amount of that particular hybrid or uh, or variety into the right place in the field. Um, so that it has the best chance of maximum success as it goes through the season. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you talked about the actual placement of it, and and I find that interesting because uh, you know in the in the past here we've always looked at prescriptions really o- only looking at zones and only looking at population, uh, and and not really looking at the actual placement. I think that's been a been you know kind of part of a different uh, different conversation. Uh, what are what, what's Climate Fieldview working on as far as for a actual placement side of uh, of that of that equation? Well, you know, you think about it, and and you talked about the the prescriptive nature of some of these things, right? We've for years in agriculture looked at, hey, how, how do we get the right population in the right area of the field to to maximize performance? Well, you know, something else that we've always worked on, you know, whether it be a seed dealer, or crop consultant, or or a farmer making selections on their own, is what's the right hybrid to put in the right field? What's the the right marriage of genetics? and growing environment that's going to lead to the best possible outcome. And, you know, we, we know farmers test this all the time, right? You know, you, you can't go out there and talk to a person out in the countryside without talking to them about some split plant trial they're riding or, or some plot that they put out there or some new treatment that they're testing, right? Um, we're tinkerers in agriculture. That's what we do. We, we test, we learn, uh, we adapt based on that. And, you know, when you look at, uh, at a lot of the customers that we work with in FieldView, I mean, nearly 50% of them are running a split plant trial on an annual basis. And and what they're trying to learn there is, hey, what's the right hybrid? What's the right genetic combination or biotechnology or seed treatment that's that's going to pay on this field? And and that's been of interest to us at FieldView, right? We've we've been focused on on how you bring a lot of data science to agriculture and assist with the decision-making process. And one of the exciting new things that we've been working on, Clint, is, is really this technology called the Seed Advisor. Um, and we've been testing this for a couple of years now and getting some strong, encouraging results. But ultimately what this thing does is, is it looks at your collection of fields, understands what the growing environments are based on where they are, uh, what their makeup is, and then looks at available genetics and makes a recommendation uh, for the right hybrids for, for your particular farm. Um, taking into consideration a little bit of, uh, of, of risk mitigation for, for diversity of genetics and, uh, and then goes as far as to makes a recommendation as to, hey, this particular hybrid should go in this particular field and here's a variable rate script that goes along with that to, to be able to really land on the best possible outcome, the best possible treatment of that particular product to, to help you maximize. 
So it's not just it's not just picking the best hybrids for my operation. It's truly looking at a at a per field. I mean, it's it's looking clear down to the down to the field level. Then, you know, when you think about it, we we shouldn't just think, be thinking about it down to the field, right? We should be thinking down to the acre, down to the foot. Um, uh, you you've walked a lot of fields throughout the countryside, right? How uh, how different is the east side of the field from the west side of the field in a lot of fields you walk through? Um, you got organic matter differences, slope topography, uh, drainage issues. Uh, when we look at a field as a homogenous unit, we're really doing ourselves a disservice. And, and you're leaving a lot of productivity on the board if you're not in or analyzing that field individually and looking at it at a subfield level to say, hey, what are the different growing environments inside of this field? And how do I need to adapt uh, to, to farm by the foot so that I'm maximizing every seed that I'm investing in? Yeah, I, I fully understand that, Rick. We have uh, we have fields up against the, the Mississippi River that go from pure blow sand to pure swamp in about uh, ten foot. So uh, that variability is uh, is definitely out there. You know, you talk about uh, being able to provide this information and 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 going down to those zone levels. Uh, it's also interesting to see how some of the technology on the hardware side, as far as for planters, uh, are also catching up. Right, being able to allow for multi-hybrids and being able to allow for changing of, uh, uh, of, uh, of population. What do you see for, for farmers that have equipment today that can do variable rate out on their farms? You know, variable rate's an interesting thing when you talk about it in ag, right? You, you pointed out how much planters have evolved over the past you know, 10 to 15 years. The vast majority of folks out there in the countryside have the ability to do variable rate planting. What we see when we talk to folks, though, is that a lot of people just aren't using it, right? Um, and there's a variety of different reasons that they're saying that they're they're not using it. They they haven't had a chance to try it in the past. Uh, time is always an issue as it pertains to to writing scripts. Um, just being able to execute that and, and see the benefit, and and that's where we've been trying to to do our best to educate folks on you know what the benefits are of, of things like variable rate scripting and really getting down to that subfield level as you manage your crop. Um, you, you think about all these monitors, all the technology, right? I, I hear folks joke all the time that you know if they have to put another monitor in the cab, they're not going to be able to see out the right side of the uh, right side of the the cab. Um, but we're we're trying to put all that technology to work, and and it's that evolution of technology all at once that's really bringing together the perfect storm on on why now is the time to adapt more of these solutions for for farmers. Ten years ago, we couldn't have done this, right? The, the technology wasn't there on the planter. The technology wasn't specific enough to be able to change populations at the rate that we needed to, or, or place it uh, at such a specific, uh, in a special specific manner. It's it's really the confluence of all of these different technologies coming together, of our ability to analyze the data, to capture the data, to stream that data wirelessly through uh, through the internet. Um, just internet coverage out in rural areas has improved so much over the past ten years. And that's been a big breakthrough, right? I, I used to I used to go out when uh, when I first started Nag, and you know, you'd start asking questions to a group of farmers about who here has a smartphone, and you know, eh, a third of the people put their hand up, and you know, your coverage was always spotty. You'd be driving around, not be able to get any signal. You know that that stuff has really evolved over time. It's you, you go out and talk to a group of farmers now, and you know virtually every one of those guys has got some sort of smartphone. Um, you know they they may use it to to check sports scores and Twitter and uh, and check markets and not much else. Um, but hey, they they've got it, and where they see the applicability to to be able to use that for the farm, they're absolutely getting all over that. You know we often get the uh, yeah there, there's kind of this belief outside of the industry right that you know. 
oh, you know, older folks, are, are they really adapting the technology? I, I don't know about you, Clint, but when I go out in the countryside, I see a lot of, uh, a lot of older farmers that are embracing technology wholehearted because these are guys that they've evolved, right? You think about somebody that's been farming for 40, 50 years, think of the changes that they've seen. You know, to, to still be farming after 40, 50 years, it's not because they were stagnant. It's not because they stood still. It's because they evolved with the time. And hey, you know what? Farmers are some of the most technological people that you run into out there. They're just pragmatic. Um, they're not going to use something for the sake of using it. They're going to use it because it helps to make them more productive or profitable. And that's, that's what I love about the industry. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, you know, of, uh, of farmers being on that cutting edge. And I, I talked to a few friends outside of agriculture and uh, they're always amazed that our tractors steer themselves when they're out in the field, right? Uh, that's just becoming a thing for, for automobiles today. And, uh, and it feels like a new technology to uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the folks outside of ag. And for us, we've, we've had that, right? It's important to remind people that Tesla's just copying agriculture, right? I mean, they're <laughs> trying to get this automated car thing right. We've been doing this for a long time. Time, buddy. That's exactly right. You know, it's funny. You also mentioned, uh, you know, they, they may be using their uh, smartphone or iPad to, to look at things like the, the commodity prices or, or check the sports scores. And uh, I know a few guys that uh, instead of just checking the sports scores, they may actually be watching the game while they're out there in that tractor. So uh, another place where that auto steering comes in. Yeah, you know, you've, you've got to maximize your time, right? So uh, you spend a lot of time out in that cab in the spring and fall. So what are you going to do if the World Series is on? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, hey, getting back to uh, back to the prescription side, you know, looking at uh, at how we've delivered some of these uh, prescriptions in the past, uh, I think some of the some of the heartache that we've had has been actually transferring that data, and uh, and whether that is you know physically taking a, a USB thumb drive putting the the prescriptions on that transferring it over to the to the monitor there's a lot of steps and there's a lot of of button pushing at that point uh, how is how has field view helped alleviate at least some of those pains yeah, you know, that's that's something we hear from farmers all the time is it's just kind of a pain, right? Especially if I've got to use a jump drive and I've got to transfer information physically. Uh, we've been working with a number of, of industry partners to, to try to create some ways for people to be able to stream that over the internet, right? To be able to push your prescription over to your monitor wirelessly, to have that appear. Um, we've got some agreements with some folks like uh, like Precision Planting, um, John Deere for their operations center to be able to to wirelessly push those prescriptions over and have them show up uh, on the monitor for for execution. And then beyond that, you know, Clint, we've uh, we've learned over the years that you know some of this stuff that's new to folks. The first couple times you run through it, it, it takes somebody to help you out. It, it takes somebody there with you. And uh, and recently, FieldViews started to, to put a lot of boots on the ground, working with dealers out in the countryside um, that are available if you want to schedule them to come out to your farm, uh, help you to download those scripts off of the web, and help you to get those uploaded to uh, to your monitor as well so that you can execute those. Because the reality is when, uh, when it's time to plant, it's time to plant, right? That's not the time to be Absolutely. running around with jump drives trying to figure out how you move data from here and there. I mean, the uh, the urgency level goes up when it's time to plant. And, you know, it, it feels like every year um, when we plant, when we start planting, we get faster at this, man. I, it's unbelievable. I feel like planting's done in a blink now. And you don't have time to pause. You don't have time to wait because that's wasted production. So, you know, get with your local dealer. Um, find out about the resources that are available to you. Call Climate Support. We're, we're glad to help you out. Just get all that stuff stuff set up before you're you're out there and ready to plant 
because the reality is if, if you don't get uh, if you don't get prepped before it's time to plant, the urgency is going to kick in and uh, and everything else is going to go to the wayside and the focus is going to become I've got to get this planted and I need to get it planted uh, in, in a timely fashion. Now you've you've mentioned dealers, you know, several several times now of uh, of whether that's helping out with the seed placement conversation or, or helping you know create that prescription. Uh, are these tools that are are replacing the dealer, or are these tools that are that are helping the dealer? Yeah, you hear that all the time, and uh, as technology becomes more prevalent, right? And I always go back to the most simple the most simple example that I can I can give is you know you think about a, a carpenter around the turn of the century right back in 1900 and what tools did they have available to them they had hammer handsaw you know they, they didn't have any power tools right and they were pretty valuable a pretty important guy the carpenter uh, fast forward 50 60 years right now all of a sudden I've got a miter saw I've got a circular saw nail gun uh, was the carpenter any less valuable with those advanced tools I'd argue they weren't. I'd argue that they were actually more valuable because they were more efficient, had better tools, and could do more. And this is a place where I, I see the exact same parallel. You think about the the folks that, that really make up the farm team, right? You've got a farmer out there. He's got people that he's working with on the operation. One of those is typically a dealer, a consultant, somebody that they trust, an agronomist. And it's that, that confluence of expertise that comes together to maximize performance. And, you know, we look at uh, our seed advisor product, for example, Clint's, is, is only available through dealers uh, because we think that that's an important part of the, the seed decision is understanding the, the local market, understanding uh, the farmer's tendencies and working with them to understand what their goals are to, to help set that product up. Um, we think that, that these new technologies are just going to help to make our best dealers more efficient. They're going to help them to make better decisions. And, and you look at, again, look at, look at other industries, right? Uh, healthcare is a great one. There's been some tremendous advancements in, in artificial and healthcare specifically for diagnosing diseases, uh, cancer being one of those. Um, I saw a, a great podcast on, uh, on YouTube um, I suppose it wasn't a podcast. It was more of a, a TED Talk type of thing, right? Um, but the uh, the gentleman that was talking about it was talking about AI and, and cancer diagnosis. And, and they had an algorithm that was designed to diagnose cancer. And it did a pretty good job, right? It hit on about 96% of the time. Um, now, when you had a doctor do it, a physician, a trained physician, they were hitting about 98% of the time. So the person was actually better than the technology in its, in its first iteration. What's interesting about that, though, Clint, is when you gave the physician the artificial intelligence tool, the success rate on diagnosing cancer actually went up to above 99%. So it was the, the, the bringing together of the expertise of the physician and the artificial intelligence that ultimately led to the best outcome. And I got to tell you, in ag, I think it's going to be the exact same thing. You think about the intrinsic knowledge that a farmer has their field, right? Guy, how long's your uh, how long's your dad been farming the fields up there in Northwest Illinois? I think he's going to be on his forty fifth or forty sixth season now. I don't care how smart your computer algorithm is. That's a lot of knowledge. You're not going to institutionalize that into a software system. There is a lot that uh, that he knows about those fields that it's hard to put into a system. It's hard to put into an algorithm. But hey, you know what? 
the dealers that he's been working with for the past 10, 15, 20 years, because those are how long relationships typically go in our industry, if you put that expertise together with these new tools to help them to analyze information, to better set up tests, to understand what some of these systems are recommending as the best possible outcome, it helps to make them more efficient. It helps them to consider some new things. It helps them to try new things. And ultimately, bringing those real-world experts together with cutting-edge data science is going to lead us to the next generation of yield bump in agriculture. What have you been hearing back from both dealers and farmers that have that have utilized these tools? I mean, are, are you getting that that kind of feeling from them as well? You know, it's it's awesome to see the transformation. Um, and, and everybody goes at their own pace. You, you got to kind of consume this at a pace that's comfortable to you. Uh, and what I've found is this, is, is people get comfortable with it, as they use it, as they get through a whole season. Typically, you got to get through a whole season to really kind of get your sea legs on it. What I found is the people that have embraced it, they can't live without it now. It's become a way of life, right? And you, you think about technology just kind of does that to us, right? Um, can you imagine life without your, your smartphone now? Uh, can, can you imagine? Not at all. Uh, I, know, I know my wife cannot imagine a world where she can't contact me via text at any point in time and expect a, a pretty immediate <laughs> response, right? Um, it, it's amazing how quickly that stuff happens. I, I often joke around. I remember back in, in, in school, man, at, at Illinois State University, I swear I, I left school one Christmas break and nobody on campus had a smartphone. I mean, this was this was not a thing. You know, you still you know went to the phone and dialed it and had your phone card. You remember that, the phone card. Oh, yeah. um, and I swear you came back from Christmas break that one year and all of a sudden everybody in the world's running around with a Nokia brick phone. You remember that thing? <laughs> I mean, it was like the cockroach of phones. It literally could not be destroyed. I, I think that some of those are still working, even though our brand new phones that cost $1,000 crack the second you drop them on the floor, right? You could have thrown that thing against the wall and it wouldn't have mattered. But it, it's, it was amazing how quickly once we saw the use case, once people got comfortable with it, bang, everybody was adopting that technology because it, it ultimately made their lives better. It improved their ability to communicate. It improved their ability to make decisions. And that's what you're seeing in agriculture. And, and the more that people adopt this stuff, um, the more that they're going to have a thirst for it. They're going to get comfortable with it. They're going to try new things, and they're going to learn what works for them on their farm. Well, I don't know about you, but I thought it was awesome to be able to make a call, send a text, and play snake all on one device. I mean, that, that was key. I want you to understand this. I am the snake world champion. I can fill that entire screen. If you hand me a Nokia phone right now, <laughs> I will challenge anybody to a snake off. <laughs> that, uh, we, may have to, uh, we may have to do that after this podcast here. So. <laughs> well, hey, one, uh, one last thing I'd like to talk about too was that, that, that kind of uh, wraps into this as well is knowing uh, not only the you know the the best product to put on the field, the best prescription that goes onto that field, uh, but also it's it's probably important to understand what fields to actually go look at as well. Um, I think there's uh, a lot of fields out there that have a lot of variability, and there's some that uh, are lucky enough that uh, maybe there's not that much variability. Uh, how do you look at at, uh, at at choosing what is the best field to maybe use these tools on? Yeah, that's that's another place where we've tried to apply some some data science, right? Some some learning algorithms. And what we found, Clint, is we, we went back and looked at a lot of our research farms. Um, and we found that there are some key characteristics that indicate a field is, is going to be well-suited 
um, for variable rate planting. Uh, those things can include the yield variance from for the field. You know, you think about if you've got a, a swing of 30, 40 bushels in one area of the field versus another area of the field, that's a pretty good suggester of variability. Uh, the weather environment that uh, that you're situated in can have a big impact on that. Obviously, we know weather is a big impact. Um, the the soil types inside of the field have a big uh, big impact, and then the topography, right? The the slope and elevation, um, all of those things are are really good indicators that a field is going to respond well to to variable rate scripting. Um, now, what we've been able to do uh, looking at field view is is you know there there's a significant amount of data that farmers have put into the field view system. And we've actually been able to, to try to analyze that and to identify some fields that are uh, likely to respond quite well to, uh, to variable rate scripting, right? And, and what we've done is we've tried to work with local dealers to help them to understand for their customers, hey, these are some fields uh, for some of your customers that could respond very positively to a variable rate script. And, and to take it a step further, you know, one of the things about variable rate scripts that, that is often a barrier for farmers is a lot of times people are talking about increasing a significant amount of population on that variable rate script, right? Well, on these fields that we've identified, um, we're, we're projecting that they'll actually have a profit in bushel per acre increase of about three bushels and around $6.70 per acre simply by going to variable rate not by increasing density. Um, so I'd encourage farmers that are on FieldView today, uh, talk with your local dealer about this. Um, see if, uh, if any of your fields might, might be on that list and, uh, and, and talk to your dealer about you know, which of your fields are best suited uh, for variable rate scripting and, and how that might be able to help you to be more productive and profitable. Well, after having this conversation, Rick, I can definitely see uh, why you said you're excited uh, about the these new technologies that are coming out. I mean, when we look at uh, a product like Seed Advisor, rolling into advanced seed prescriptions, and uh, and ultimately also targeting these fields, uh, that is that sounds like a game changer. It is, and and listen for for a guy that that grew up south of Chicago, and as a White Sox fan, I need things to be excited about in the spring, right? We struck out on Manny Machado. There's not much hope for us this year, but at least I've got new technology in agriculture to look forward to. And Clint, this this space continues to get faster. Uh, we continue to evolve. We continue to put out new technology, and and it's a really exciting time to be in ag to to see a lot of these things come to life. Um, you know, you, you think about some of this stuff, and you know. 20, 30 years ago would have seemed like science fiction, and, and now it's reality. And what really excites me is, hey, you know, I've, I've got a long way to go in this industry. Um, to think about what this is going to look like when, uh, when our kids are getting into the industry and that, uh, that next generation or even the generation out of that is, is getting into farming, um, I, I think that, uh, that we're going to still be on the bleeding edge of technology, be driving technology, and it's awesome to think about where ag is going to go in the future. Well, Rick, I'd like to just thank you for for coming down here to uh, to having this conversation. I know uh, I know you have a, a very busy schedule, so uh, so thanks for coming down uh, today, Clint. Enjoy the opportunity to sit here with you, and uh, you know, anytime you'd like to invite me back, I'm I'm happy to join you. Even if you uh, you know next time around, you probably take a shot at my bears before we get started. But uh, hey, I'll, I'll let you slide. And, and who who are they? Oh, come on, man. You're an <laughs> Illinois guy, too. We were actually good last year. First time in like two decades. Oh, Give us I a little had, I had a pride to say something. So. so I'd also like to thank our listeners for joining us today. And remember, Around the Farm is brought to you by Climate Field View. And join us next time to hear when the most important time is to maintain your planter. And don't miss any episodes. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast at. 
and we'll see you around the farm.